The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, and I'm the, also the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Monday morning, and I hope you guys had a good Lord's Day yesterday and um, worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And I, I hope that you're a part of an assembly. Uh, the, the New Testament translators use the term church, but the, the assembly, the ecclesia, I hope you're a part of one of those that actually preach the Bible and don't mind calling out the tyrants in our midst. And because, look, let's be honest. Christianity has the answers if we will just tell people what the answers are. Everybody says, oh, the Bible's outdated. No, it's right in line with what's going on today. Always has been. And um, I'm not backing off of that. That is my foundation. And if you want to challenge that, please, 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. You're welcome to do that. We're going to talk about some things of how these things are dealt with. Okay, We're going to talk uh, about those things from a biblical and a constitutional perspective. I've been hitting on the militia over the past week, especially. We may have to bring Dr. Vieira back in to kind of, let's talk about the, the militia issue. We may have to bring him back in. But there is a, a real need that we have to revive a constitutional militia. And folks, it ain't the National Guard. It's not the, it's not the National Guard. I know that's what you're being led to believe. National Guard's not in the Constitution at all. I mean, it's just not in there. And uh, they're using that as a legal theory to undermine the Constitution. It's kind of like when they write restrictions and regulations on guns, which they're not supposed to infringe upon your rights to have. It's kind of that way. Or it's when they federalize TSA to undermine the Fourth Amendment. Okay, We're going to get some of that in a minute. We're going to get to how socialists are changing and altering definitions of words that you're seeing in the media today regarding protests. Okay. Notice I said protest. I'm going to give you the definitions, not rioters and looters, protesters. Peaceful, honest protesters addressing uh, their uh, their government for grievances. The difference between the two. And you need to pay attention because they're using the language to manipulate you. I'm going to give you some examples in just a little bit. If you want to check us out online, sonslibertyradio.com, sonslibertymedia.com. If you want to watch the video portion of the show, I'm going to be showing you some 
information, some images, some videos, and stuff like that. You guys, by way of radio, you'll I'll, I'll describe the pictures, uh, the videos. We'll kind of go through and do the same, okay? Um, <laughs> it's the man with the plan. Yeah, I hear you, Jerry. Good morning to everybody in the chat room, Maggie and Jerry and Don and Jennifer and Matthew and Eric. And my goodness, we've we've got a lot of people in this morning. In fact, I'm, I'm going to let you know about something in just a minute that's pretty amazing. William, Jennifer, Matthew, uh, Wes, and Joan, and Sindhu, and Natalie, and Brian. And over on my side of things, Don, and uh, Maureen, and Susan, and Conrad, and oh, all the way from Scotland, Maggie, good to see you. We appreciate your support, by the way. Uh, if you'd like to watch the video. If you're not on with us and you're listening by Red State Talk Radio, you can do that. SonsLibertyMedia.com. You can see the face that's made for radio. Um, head over there. It's right there on the right side of your screen, and you can enlarge that. Video feed's also going out on my Twitter account at FPP Tim, on my Periscope account at Setting Brush Fires. Facebook is Bradley Dean SOL. Our YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty. Before it's news, they carry us every weekday at 6 a.m. Eastern Time. Saturday's on 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Bradley's on at 3 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Saturday, there at Before It's News. And then finally at DLive.TV at the Sons of Liberty. And Spreely Gab, MeWe Minds, and USA.Life. You can catch us at Sons of Liberty, Sons of Liberty Media. And if you want to call in, stick to the topic. We're on criminal cops and the difference between protesters and violent rioters, rioters and looters. Okay, That's what our topic is going to be today. 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. You guys watching by video, it's down there in the bottom of your screen. All right, so I want to start off with this. A couple of years ago, Daniel Greenfield wrote a really great piece that helps us understand the two feet of tyranny that's kind of coming at us. It's really not Democrat and Republican, although there's some mingle between them two, between those two. I'm going to give you a little example of that. Um, it is the it is the warfare state and the welfare state. Now, if you have been a person who've read any of Ron Paul, uh, this is the thing that he really points out that's really destroying America. The welfare state and the and the 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 um, the warfare state, not only abroad but here in the United States. One of the things that came out recently for those of you who continue to think that the Democrats and the Republicans are mortal enemies. Now, some are. Don't get me wrong. I think there have been some, a handful of Republicans who have been faithful to the Constitution. And I mean a handful, like literally a handful, okay? And yet, what do we see happening? Well, remember that phony impeachment? And look, I called it for what it was. It was a phony impeachment, okay? Why? We didn't deal with things that were actually lawless, that were against our Constitution, against President Trump. That's why it was a WWE match. Don't you get it? It was a sideshow. It was a dog and pony show. It was all of this kind of stuff. So, I don't know why you're not uh, hearing anything, William, because uh, it's, we're going live. Maybe you need to refresh, bro. Um, we have some people, or at least one person, saying they can't hear anything. So, uh, you might need to refresh or check your mute, something like that. I'm not sure. 
you're, you're told that these guys, Republicans and Democrats, Democrats and, and Donald Trump are against each other, or the never Trumpers, are, I've been called a never Trumper, whatever. Um, all of this stuff, we're against Donald Trump. and that's, that's not what the case is. In fact, here's the thing. Democrats recently voted to give Trump even more police power <laughs> by reauthorizing the USA Freedom Act. Now, if you follow us on Wednesdays, on Rotten to the Core Wednesdays, you know they tie all these things with, they, 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 they veil it in this thin veneer of something that sounds good and liberty-loving and law-abiding while they're, while they're writing lawless stuff. Now, this is by Alan McLeod, but I wrote back on this during the impeachments when President Trump signed, reauthorized the most tyrannical piece of legislation ever in American history that was put into law, it's unlaw, it's pretended law, after September 11th. You remember that? The Patriot Act. Here's what Allen wrote. Last week, the Democratic-controlled House of Representatives overwhelmingly voted to reauthorize the questionably named <laughs> USA Freedom Act, I agree, and updated an amended version of the 2001 Patriot Act, signed into law in the wake of the September 11th. Do you think they're working together, folks? Huh? Do you think they're... Now, once they do that, then Trump's going to come out and he's going to talk about this, that, and the other, and then they're going to blast him for the other thing. Okay. Uh, I, they're going to blast him for the other stuff. Okay. Um, he goes on to write, the Patriot Act authorized sweeping new governmental powers, which are now almost 20 years old. You've been living under them. Your children have been living under them. Your children don't know any different. Do you understand the, do you understand the difference between those of a generation... Uh, 20 years ago, and the ones of today. Many of our young people who are 20 or below, um, well, close to 20, whatever, they're right at that time. They wouldn't have remembered some of the things that went on on September 11th and following. They've just been living under it. When they go to the the the, the uh, airport, they are just, it's just normal for them to take their shoes off. It's normal for them to, to let to be scanned and to be violated and everything else. It's normal for them to see that because they've grown up in it. The Patriot Act authorized sweeping new governmental powers to infringe upon civil liberties, including the indefinite detention of immigrants and those designated as terrorists, not, not proven, designated as terrorists. You remember my senator. By the way, I'm just going to let you know, on June uh, tomorrow, I'm going to be voting for uh, Michael LaPierre in the primary here to oust Lindsey Graham, who stood on the Senate floor and said, "If you're a, if you're a terrorist, then you don't get a you don't get an attorney." Well, wait a minute. That has yet to be proven under that whole thing. Okay, it is not that the government says you're a terrorist; they have to prove that you are. And we know how the federal government works about where they get like a 95, 96% conviction rate. The reason they do that is because of the fact that they have been caught time and time and time and time again violating the, the, uh, with Brady violations. Violations of law, withholding exculpatory evidence that could exonerate those they are seeking to incarcerate. Okay. They have. Over and over and over and over again, they've been caught doing that. That's how they get such a high conviction rate. 
The ability for police to search homes and businesses without the occupant's consent or knowledge allow the authorities to go through telephone, email, and other records without a court order. We know the CIA, uh, excuse me, the NSA, is basically recording every phone call that happens in the United States. It's being stored over there, I think it's in Colorado, at a big facility. Now, they can't possibly go through all of it. So they're developing technology that will go through it, that will sort it, that will catalog it, that will mark certain things with certain keywords, kind of like what YouTube does when they ban us. By the way, by the way, if you didn't catch the show on Saturday, it was a mere couple of hours after that show that YouTube kicked that show off. Now, we still have it on a multiple of platforms, and we have it at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you want to check it out, it's called the viral video YouTube took down in just hours. Bill Gates, the Gavi Global Vaccine Summit. We're going to talk about that, Lord willing, with Kerry Rivera on Thursday. And turning your kids into snitches with Kate Shimarani. Now, I'm sure Bill Gates, the Gavi Global Vaccine Summit, and Kate Shimarani tripped some kind of algorithm and they pulled that thing down. But I'm going to tell you what, that was one of our biggest shows for the morning. Okay? I do, Scott. How are you? Good to see you. Good morning. Um, I'm not reading a manifesto. I was actually reading um, from one of our articles at sonsoflibertymedia.com on the fact that Democrats reauthorized the the Patriot Act with um, amendments to it in order to give Donald Trump, the guy they say they hate, the guy they say they're against, more police powers. Now, why is this important? Well, it's important for a number of reasons. It's important because of the fact that what we see going on is we see this police state and this welfare state working together. Let me explain what I want to, because I want to set definitions here first, okay? By the way, Scott, if you want to call in, 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. Anybody else who wants to call in, you can do that as well. And I'll take your call. Um, The first thing I want to do is remind you that when socialists are pushing their agenda, the thing they do is they start redefining terms. Okay? Now, since I was a little boy, I'm 51, so since I was a little boy, one of the things that I have noticed as I look back on things is how certain words get changed. Let me give you some examples. We don't call adultery anymore. We call it an affair. Doesn't that sound softer, less hard, less harsh, right? When, when, when uh, Bill Clinton came out with Monica Lewinsky, nobody referred to it as adultery, even though the country was still shocked at what was going on in their White House. They called it an affair, right? He's having an affair, an affair, an affair, not adultery. We have come to the point where we don't call people queer or sodomites, or some people use the slang term of faggot, we don't do that. I think sodomite is a proper term. That is what they engage in. So, Like we called somebody a murderer who murders, right? Or a thief who steals. I mean, this is the kind of things that we do. We They, they marketed that in the 80s to change it to gay. Now, gay was the term for happy, right? It's the same thing. They altered the definition of words. Now we have a whole urban kind of slang that some of the stuff that gets said, you kind of go, what in the world are you talking about? 
But the language gets changed. And the language is changed in order to manipulate you. Now we have undocumented workers. I'm surprised that they haven't come out with the looters, right, going into the Target, beating the the cash registers open and stuff, which is kind of strange because I'm figuring they take those teals, don't they, and put that money in a safe? Uh, I don't I don't know. We're not doing that. I'm surprised that they don't come out and say these are undocumented shoppers. I, you know, it's just kind of an interesting thing to me. But that probably is coming uh, because we have people uh, coming on television shows talking about them protesting this way. Um, no, <laughs> that's not what this is at all. There's a difference. Let me show you real quickly, and then I'm going to give you some examples of both criminal cops and the difference between protesters and those who are rioting and looting. We need to keep that in mind because both the president, the press, and everybody else is calling everybody a protester. Okay? Keep that in mind. All right? Let's go to Webster's 1828. Protest. All right? To affirm with solemnity, to make a solemn declaration of a fact or opinion, as I protest to you, I have no knowledge of the transaction. To make a solemn declaration expressive of opposition, with, against, as he protests against your votes. The conscience has power to protest against the exorbitances of the passions. To make a formal declaration in writing against a public law or measure. This is what Martin Luther did. He, he did this. Okay. It is the privilege of any lord in parliament to protest against a law or resolution. Okay. So this is this is one of our founding fathers. And he defines this in Webster's 1828. It's also uh you're protesting that we know this again. This is why it was called the Protestant Reformation. Okay. Now let's look at the difference between that and the criminal acts. Rioting Webster defines riot this way, in a general sense, tumult, uproar, hence technically in law, a righteous assembling of, or excuse me, a riotous, not a righteous, <laughs> let's make that clear, a riotous assembling of 12 persons or more, and not dispersing upon proclamation. The definition of riot must depend on the laws, for in, in Connecticut at that time, the assembling of three persons or more to do an unlawful act, okay, Protesting is not unlawful. In fact, it's protected under the First Amendment. But rioting and looting, that's unlawful. Do you get me? He says, to do an unlawful act by violence against the person or property of another and not dispersing upon upon proclamation is declared to be a riot in Massachusetts and New Hampshire. The number necessary to uh, constitute a riot is 12 at that time. Okay. It is also defined as uproar, wild and noisy festivity, excessive and expensive feasting. <laughs> and he references 2 Peter 2.13. That, that is part of what they speak about. Luxury can be those things. But for, for the sake of what we have today, we're going with the first part here. There is a group of people who are gathered together to do an unlawful act of violence against the person or property of another. Okay? That's rioting. Then we have looting. Now, they didn't use the term for loot. This would be under the definition of stealing, pillaging. When you go to dictionary.com, you find loot, spoils, or plunder taken by pillaging, as in war. 
I mean, this is a war. When they say that, this is what this is. You're seeing the people who are doing this. This is the welfare state. Okay? And there are white people in this too. So don't call me a racist because you think it's just black people. There are white people in these groups too. Okay? The heart of man is wicked. Doesn't matter the color of his skin. That's what men... Their base sort goes to a, get a five-finger discount, get something for quote-unquote free, but it's going to cost somebody else, okay? It's also defined as anything taken by dishonesty, force, stealth. It's a collection of valuable, valued objects, and obviously it's to be carried off by somebody who does not own them. So I, I want to set my definitions out really quick because if you notice what's going on, the definition is being changed. How many of you guys remember when they started demonizing the militia? They started defunding it. They started not treating it the way the Constitution says that you're supposed to treat it. In fact, one of the issues is that um, Congress, right, according to Article 1, Section 8, says is to provide for the calling forth of the militia to execute the laws of the Union, suppress insurrections and repel invasions, to provide for organizing, arming, and disciplining the militia, and for governing such part of them as may be employed in the service of the United States, reserving to the states respectively the appointment of the officers and the authority of training the militia according to the discipline prescribed by Congress. That's what, our, that's what the law says. What is that based on? Well, that's based on the very thing that we read in Scripture where there wasn't to be a standing army. It was about, it was about the people of the, um, the nation of Israel who were to be the defenders. They were the militia. That's what that is. Okay? All right. With that said, I want you to listen to what happened, I believe it was over the weekend. A letter signed by Trump's former, former lawyer, John Dowd, and addressed to Jim and a probable reference to former def, uh, Defense Secretary Jim Mattis, it lambasted the former Pentagon chief after he called out Trump on Wednesday for threatening a military response to protests that have engulfed cities across the country. They're paid. Uh, these are not protests. Protests are what began right after they failed to arrest this cop and his accomplices. That's what started. Then they had paid provocateurs come in, mingle with the people, and start rioting and looting. There's a difference here. But notice even MSN, MSN is in on this, okay? Which we're not surprised by, right? So, in his letter, Dowd referred to a group of protesters who were violently forced out of Washington's Lafayette Square on Monday as, quote-unquote, terrorists using idle hate to burn and destroy. Quote, they were abusing and... Now, this is coming um, as a representation from the president, okay? They were abusing and disrespecting the police when the police were preparing the area for the 1900 curfew. Now, I got to ask where there's authority to be imposing a curfew. That's martial law, plain and simple, Okay. It is not unlawful for people to be out. Why these cops don't arrest people who are abusing them, as this letter says, all right, or acting violently or looting, I'm at a loss. I don't know why they're not arresting people for that instead of just hunkering down on everybody, including innocent people, saying, well, you can't move around after 1,900 hours. 
The White House did not immediately respond when asked whether Trump views the protesters as terrorists. Okay? Um, And then we know when they cleared him out, he went and had his photo op with his Bible prop uh, there in front of, you know, St. John's, and then he and Melania uh, went and paid homage to the idol of John II, and uh, we know exactly where that allegiance lies, okay? That's, That's the bit there. Um, one of the things, of course, everybody gave Mattis a hard time, but you know what? Mattis, think what you want of him. People used to love him when he was in there. See how quickly everybody turns on him. But I'll tell you this. One thing that Mattis does is at least he has some integrity. He was the one who called out Trump. Remember right before he lobbed the second group of missiles into Syria unconstitutionally. Uh, Mattis had the integrity to at least say about the first lobbying that happened almost a year prior. He said, there was no evidence to do that. There was no evidence to do it. We had no evidence that the government of Syria engaged in gassing its own people. He said that. And later he would resign. Okay? Just keep that in mind. Now they're demonizing Mattis for this. Now, I want you to... Though... though polit, uh, excuse me. Um, MSN, not MSN, this, yeah, it is MSN. MSN wrote this and said, well, it's unsure whether Trump, you know, really called the protesters terrorists. Look at their title. Trump tweets a letter calling protesters terrorists. I mean, okay, I, it seems like he's in agreement that they are. And this is why I think the definition is so key here and why I wanted to make that a point at the first because I know that they operate this way. They change the definition of meanings or the meanings of the definition of words. I'm sorry. And when they do that, then they can start putting people in all these categories. Now, you've seen through the mainstream media all of the rioting and stuff like that. So I'm just going to take a couple of things um, to kind of deal with this as far as that. Because it's kind of like when we deal with corrupt cops, the mainstream media, for the most part, for the most part, they don't deal with the corruption of the cops. And people say, well, you're, you're, you're biased. Let me tell you something, folks. There's not a journalist, a reporter, a radio talk show host, or anybody else out there who isn't biased. And if you think they aren't, you're sadly deceived. We're all biased. We all have a worldview that we have. We all have a place where we gather our knowledge, where we put our thoughts together, okay? We all have an epistemology. And so with that comes a bias. It just, it just does. It comes a bias, okay? What we have to do is check our bias to see if our bias is truthful or not. That's the, that's the issue. This um, past week... And, you know, I love, I love Corey Lynn. Um, she's a great investigative journal, journalist, but even she pulled out uh, the issue of protesters provide cover while the country bleeds. I think that's probably the wrong kind of word to be using. Um, but she showed, and basically what she was getting at was how this has, this has taken us away from the tyranny that's coming, all right, through what was going on before that immediately got out of the news somehow, okay? And by the way, 
when we talk about that, and we talked about it on Saturday, this is why it got pulled. And the YouTube CEO, the little Nazi woman that she is, she has a standing um, invitation to come on the Sons of Liberty and defend the position to pull videos like what we put on that was documented, that was all fact, that was all truth. She's got a standing, but she won't do that. You know why? Because she would rather have a softball guy who's going to make her look good off of YouTube. I'm going to ask her where she gets any authority to do it because she doesn't have it. She just stepped out from under the protections of a platform to something else. And yet here we are, we're talking about protesters. We've used that term and everybody knows that protesting is lawful. Everybody should know that. Okay? Everybody should know that. That is a good thing. Rioting and looting are something else. And I have to ask you, where are you seeing the cops arresting the, the looters and the rioters? Where is that going on? I'm just asking. We're not seeing that. In fact, we're seeing cops go down the street in quiet neighborhoods. Again, barking at people like dogs. I showed this to you last week. We see them opening fire. doesn't matter if it's a paint canister or not. If you didn't know the difference and that happened and you just responded by trying to defend yourself, you would be labeled the criminal, not the cop. I'm telling you, every cop going along with this is corrupt. Every one of them. If you're not arresting the bad guys and, and, not infringing, uh, and you're infringing on the liberties of those who've not violated the law, you're part of the problem. Those of you upholding the law and getting the bad guys, you're part of the solution. You are. And here we have, here's some of the reports. Okay? Cops across the U.S. are hiding badges and covering IDs to shield them from accountability for violence. The very thing that ticked this off, police brutality, they're trying to hide themselves from so somebody can't report them. Again, this comes from our friend Matt Agris over at the Free Thought Project. Across the country in dozens of cities, cops are doing out, or excuse me, doling out unprecedented violence in the face. And if you don't believe it, I'm going to give you a whole list of them. Doling out unprecedented violence in the face of angry protests stemming from the murder of George Floyd. Though Floyd's death was the flashpoint of the unrest, the uprising, and some people even question whether he's dead or not, whether this was a whole staged thing. I mean, I, I got to tell you, there's some interesting stuff. <laughs> uh, Officer Chauvin's badge, for one, that thing is hanging as crooked as a dog's hind leg on his shirt, uh, not to mention pictures that seem to be George Floyd attending his own funeral. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying it appears to be. I, I got to tell you, some of this, who knows what's real and what's not out there. All we have is the information to go on that we have. And so that's why we stick to the law here. That's really where we go to with it. We go to the law. Um, this uh, unrest, the uprising is now representing something far deeper, systematic or systemic abuse of law enforcement of minorities, the poor, and everyone else. It isn't just them, though. It isn't just them. Majority people are in that, too, okay? Let's just let's be honest. I got some evidence of that as well. As a result of said police violence, multiple cops have been suspended and or arrested, which is certainly positive. However, countless other incidents involve officers who cannot be identified, and as a result of their anonymous instigation of violence, which I think probably is a crime. 
for them to cover up their badges. There has been no accountability. Now, I mean, if you're going to go engage in criminal activity as a cop, you definitely want to keep yourself, uh, you know, kind of quiet there. And um, let me give you some examples of this, those who are watching. Um, Here's a guy. You can see his badge with the Chicago police. It's covered up, his badge number. Now, you can see his name there, Caravia. Um, got his badge covered up. I don't know if his uh, superiors are telling him to do that or not. Uh, here's another guy. Another Chicago cop. From, uh, best I can see, it says District Near North. <laughs> and no identification. I mean, how do you know, how would you know if they're even cops doing stuff like this? Look at this group of guys. Um, again, Completely unmarked officers in riot gear holding protesters blocks away from the White House. No badges, no insignias, no name tags, nothing. And they would not tell those who were trying to interview them who they were with. And we don't know who these people are. They're not identified. Here's another guy. And no identification, no name, no badge. I mean, could this be a guy posing himself as a police officer, but not really one? How would you handle that? I mean, this is part of the issue that we're dealing with here. This is getting absolutely ridiculous and criminal. And if they're allowed to get away with it, folks, it's going to become even worse. Okay. We already have an attorney uh, who supported. uh, She actually supported the use of force committee. She was on it. She resigned from it after being shot and gassed by Denver police. Now, I can't give you the blow up here, but you can see this on Sons of Liberty, too. This is the woman here, and this is the back of her legs where she got shot and gassed. Okay? The back of her legs. Let me make that, let me make that clear. The back of them, not the front. And you remember I showed you the young lady, she wasn't armed. She wasn't having having any kind of confrontation with the police, and the police literally beat her thighs, the back of her neck, and her back till she dropped on the ground. And she stood for a good long time getting a beating, and then her friend got it too. Not hearing anything about that. Not hearing anything from the president about that or his cohorts there in the White House. We're not hearing anything from those guys about that. Why not? Why not? Why is that not going on? Well, they're agents of the state. And they need to protect the agents of the state. Okay? And don't get me wrong here. I don't hate cops. My goodness. My good friend at church. Love him to death. He's one that knows you don't go messing with people who aren't breaking the law. And I know in the midst of the rioting and, you know, some of some of you police officers, man, you're taking real, literally a verbal beating a lot of times out there. I get it. That doesn't give you the right to go and physically beat somebody. You're supposed to uphold the law, not tear it down. And I want to encourage you, and for those cops who are doing that, who are actually upholding the law, Good for you. The ones who are calling out the bad cops, good for you. I know there's some of them who pop on here on occasion, and they and they put their thumbs up with that because they know these guys are, are breaking the law. My friends Rod Shope and Carmen McKinney and 
uh, Lee Bouchong and and others who are pointing out the crime the crime uh, the crimes of the Lee County Sheriff Carmine Mercino down there in Florida, who've who've stood with me, and they continue to do that stuff. We're hopefully going to get a story out next next month that's really going to open that up. They they hate the lawless cops because it it tarnishes the integrity of what they've stood for all of these years, all of these years. Now let me say something. You know Donald Trump came out and he said something about Antifa, right? wanting to designate them a terrorist organization. Now, the president doesn't have that authority himself. That's got to come from Congress. Antifa itself is sort of an amorphous thing. It's kind of like finding jihadis who don't wear uniforms, right? And that was kind of the, the ploy from September 11th, uh, despite the fact that no, you know, the dancing Israelis were let go. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. That they were they were caught. We have the documentation. We have the, the the papers that were obtained by Freedom of Information Act. We know they were there. We know what they were doing, and yet let go. Okay, not here to focus on that though. And yet, what about the people who are funding them? What about the organizations that are funding them? We know they're coming from elitists. They've got all kinds of money to cause all kinds of havoc wherever they want it. Well, Michael, you, you know, vote red or what you've been doing. You guys have been doing that since when? How has it changed anything? I'm just asking you, how has it really changed anything? Is abortion less today than it was then? Really? Are your taxes really lower than they have been? And I don't know, since the 80s? Is your debt lower in this country? What's voting blue or red done for you? Really? What's it done for you? as far as the morality of the country and as far as the lawfulness and adherence to the Constitution. Voting either one of those dog bowls, I'm telling you, this is part of the problem. We get caught into that. So here's what I want to do. George Soros, somebody said that. Sean, thank you. George Soros is one. The Rockefellers are another. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is another. And you're telling me the FBI doesn't know that these people are funneling money into certain foundations and other things where this money goes out by the millions to some of this Antifa crowd to do what they do. And nothing, and nobody's doing anything. Why aren't we bringing these people to justice, convicting them of treason, because this is what it is, is to undermine the government of the people Hanging them in the public square, yeah, I said it. That's a good and proper justice, just punishment for those engaged in treason. Why aren't we doing that? Because they're in bed with them. They're in bed with corrupt leaders in our country. Let me give you, for instance, we've got an article up here. June the 6th, this, I, I kind of just wrote the first part of it, but the, but the lady's name is Ashley Ray Goldenberg, and I have her PayPal and her Patreon here. If you want to help uh, support her, she's out of work as a journalist, um, and um, she provided an incredible list of companies, all right, that are supporting Antifa and Black Lives Matter, okay? And you can check this out, Okay? at sonsoflibertymedia.com, the full 
list of support with links to demonstrate their support for these groups. These have become the rioters and the looters, not the protesters, the rioters and the looters. Okay? And these companies are supporting them. So with that said, here's the stuff. What are we going to do about it? What is our government going to do about it? Well, they're going to play WWE. This is the whole point I'm trying to tell you. It's like those of you sitting and waiting on the whole uh, Durham report, waiting on Bill Barr, who is a swamp creature. Okay, he just is. Do your homework. Know his history. Who think that there's really going to be a perp walk of Barack Hussein Obama, Satoris Abarka, Hillary Clinton, Eric... You guys who think that, you're living in a pipe dream. This is a show. It's a show to get through to the next election. And I'm telling you right now, if this particular um, past three and a half years is any indication... See, the stuff you're seeing now is kind of a play to the crowd. Well, some people ask what you can do. There's a multitude of people to vote for. I think Bradley had up 200 people. I know there's at least 100 people, but you have to do your homework. Well, we can't vote for them. They don't have a chance to win. They have a chance to win if you get behind them. If you start talking to your friends like you talk to them about Trump or about Biden, if you support Biden, if you would talk to people about that and you would get righteous people in office, then you might see a difference. But everybody tells me, oh, Tim, we're not voting for a pastor in chief. Well, yeah, I know that. But here's the thing. Here's the amazing thing. People would have somebody in the highest law office in land with less of a moral standard than they would allow of their pastor in their own church. Now, why is that? See, when I call that, when I call it to that, all of a sudden they start knowing that because you show them for what they are. They're willing to have unrighteous, wicked, ungodly men in office. They'll hold up the Bible, and that's all they need to do. Hold up the Bible. And that's all they need to do to win that crowd. And it doesn't matter if they know what's in it or not, but that's all they need to do. Now, here are some, um, a, a few examples of what we got going on here. Um, there are, and I had this brought up, and I, eh, for some reason, I have lost, oh, here it is. Here's a few examples, okay? And you can see these videos, images, all this other. It's an article I did on June the 5th called Provoking the People, Evidence from All Across the Country That Some Police Are Intent on Being Brutal. And notice I said some. It's not all police. Okay? It's not. So here's the thing. I wrote, the left promotes the welfare state, the right promotes the police state. Why? Because when you start giving people all kinds of goodies, they become relaxed, they, they don't do their work, um, and all of this kind of stuff, and they're dependent upon the state, and then when they don't get what they want because they're not working for it and they have to live at the bare minimum or whatever the case may be, then they become lawless in what they do, and that's where the other side comes in. And even though they've kind of stood, they can, they can talk about the welfare state, we shouldn't have that, they keep going along with it, they keep funding it, and then they bring in the police state to curb the lawlessness of the welfare state. Do you understand? 
They're playing off of each other, and they're playing it with your money and with your liberty. And we can see it now. Both are in full force as the welfare state is picking up the tab with the people's money for their lawless lockdown based on lies. And now the police state is on display after what occurred in Minneapolis as legitimate protesters are brutalized and the provocateurs have come in. Those who protested that death that we saw in the video, if it was real or not real, I don't know. People came out and protested it. That was legitimate. Then all of a sudden the rioting and the looting starts. That's not legitimate. That's criminal. And where did the cops go? Same place they went in L.A. They fled it. They left it to the people. This is why I read to you from the militia. The militia are to put down these people. It's an insurrection. And the militia has so been demonized. Well, Trump's in the National Guard. The National Guard's not the militia. When are we going to follow the Constitution? Let me give you some of these examples here. Now, this guy, and I don't even know, I don't like his name because it's, well, anyway, that's beside the point. Greg Duche, I guess is, no, that's not what it is. I, I don't know who it is. This guy was posting all kinds of stuff that was coming up. It was just, he was posting it faster than I could grab some, and there's a ton of these. There's no way I can go through those in 10 minutes here. There's just not. But he talks about how the police here are going around, and they're corralling the people in under this unlawful curfew. Okay? I don't know why this thing does this. Anyway. Okay, I'm not going to be able to show it to the audience here. Anyway, you'll see them. They get at an uh, intersection, and the police... That nobody's causing a scene. People are just walking around, okay? And they corral them into the center there, you know, at the intersection, so they can arrest them. Why? Because the state's going to get money on all of the stuff, on all the charges that they do. This is no more different than the guy who pulls you over on the side of the road for speeding. If you haven't wrecked, if you haven't hurt someone, if you haven't damaged property or any of that other, I ask you, what crime have you committed? Really, what crime have you committed? On top of that, what would be a just punishment for that? Taking, I don't know, if you're a, if you're a teenager, taking half the salary you worked for for that week? Or the entire salary for that week? I don't see that in Scripture at all. Nowhere. Here's the other one. This one was the one last week that I showed, and I bet it's not going to pull up either, but we'll see. Hit her, hit her. Did you see that? Then they go after this lady. This lady was just standing there. She doesn't have any weapons. And they just beat this woman. These men, these grown men, beat these beat this woman in the thighs, in the back of her neck, in the in her back with their batons. Two or three of them on her. Then they get her friend and they get her on the ground too. They haven't done anything. Oh, they're not obeying lawful orders. This is not lawful orders. They don't have the right to bark at you about stuff when you're not doing anything that's unlawful. A protest, remember, is lawful. It's not unlawful. Whether you agree with the ideology or not is is not the point here. The issue is they have a right to protest if they want to protest. They don't have the right to commit crimes. That's different. That's two different things. And we need to keep that in perspective, folks, because they are changing the language to just say any protest in this matter 
At least that's what it looks like. Protesters are terrorists. That's the letter that Trump retweeted out from his lawyer. Okay? Look at this. Ed Felton said, We're very relieved that the unexploded flashbang grenade that my daughter found and innocently picked up this morning didn't explode in her face beyond angry that it was left on the streets of our capital city. Washington, D.C., right there it is. There's a ton of these. Uh, just, it's absolutely incredible, the conduct of the police in this. Now, I get it that, you know, anxieties run high, all of this kind of stuff going on. I get it. But these guys are supposed to be trained and disciplined, yet in many cases, they look like they're going to war in Iraq. That's what they look like here. Uh, here's one of a, um, a them arresting a reporter so he'll stop recording them and their brutalities. There is time after time we've got a cop here shouting at some kid um, up in New York City where they're imposing these curfews. Yeah, some of these people, look, I'm going to tell you, some of them are probably rabble-rousers and not the most upstanding people in the... But you know what? If they're not committing a crime, then they're not committing a crime. And these are over and over and over and over and over again. And these cops are being paid by you, America, through the corrupt politicians taking your money and letting them do this. They're being paid by you. They're not being paid by George Soros. They're not being paid by John Rockefeller. They're not being paid by Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. They're being paid by us. Here's some kids who were arrested 10 hours with no food, water, or toilet facilities in Cincinnati. You say, well, Tim, you don't know. They might be part of Antifa. Well, if they are, then let's start getting them. Let's start getting them on the charges of actually being a part of that and committing crimes rather than just being out there protesting. Here's some of the other stuff. Are you saying? I mean, just utter chaos in here. As cops beat one guy. And the people, the people rightfully rush to his aid to see what's going on. And then all the cops get all flustered. And you say, well, this, that, and the other. Well, look at this. I mean, my goodness, this is Clayton County, or excuse me, Clayton, uh, California. And we got the cops all lined up here. People are out protesting. This is very similar to what we saw with the COVID stance. You remember that? Um, and the Marine who stood there, and he called out the cops and dealt with that. Here's another one. Here's some guys cleaning out the barricades out of the street. Okay. Watch the police cruiser come through. They're just moving the stuff out of the street. Here's where, here's where he comes through. 
Um, you know, I don't... I know people get worked up and they go, oh, we should have ran them over. Really? Really? If you have that mindset for them to do it then and the guy does it, what's going to make him stop the next time that it might be your son there or your daughter walking in the midst of that? Oh, well, my son or daughter, if you let them do it here, they'll do it somewhere else. I'm telling you right now, they will. We've had several other things. Uh, boy, I, you know, we're coming down the end of the show, but you can check out all these. There, as you can see, I'm only about halfway down, and there's just a ton of stuff where there's just a lawlessness among those who are supposed to enforce the law. Guys, it's not right to do that. But I'll tell you what, when you, where are you guys at when the looting's going on, when the burning of buildings are going on? Why aren't you right there arresting those people? That's the question I have. Where are you at in that? And I'm telling you, you people keep going Trump 2020. <laughs> you pop in here. You keep doing that and asking for more. Okay? Um, that's really, you know, not... That's not really not the issue, Timothy. Uh, one of the issues, he says, you know, be a police officer one day. Look, I know. I talk to him. But police officers do not have the authority to get all bent out of shape and to engage in crimes against the people. Sorry, they don't. You can tell me, oh, walk in their shoes. Okay. They chose the job, not me. I didn't choose it. I'm saying the militia. That's you and me. We're supposed to be doing this stuff. We're supposed to be taking care of them. Are we doing that? Nope. The same people that that shouted out against the tyranny that was imposed in the states on the COVID-19 mess, all right, are cheering the brutality and the tyranny that's going on under the guise of protest. It's not a protest. It's rioting and looting. It's an undermining of the society. And I say, be consistent. Speak out against the tyranny going on there, too, and tell them to uphold the law against those who are actually rioting and looting. And that isn't beating them in the street. That's arresting them, bringing them to court, and giving them a just punishment. Okay? That's all I got for you for today. Lord willing, we'll be back with you at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Appreciate you guys' support. Appreciate you joining in. God bless you. We'll see you then.